is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. I am here with my boys at Eddie Sapienza and Thomas Smith, as usual. But today we have a guest. He's been on a long time ago. It's been a while since we talked, but this is Brian Danoff here. Awesome dude. Brian, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think the last time we were on, I was on, was I think it was like after the Giancarlo Stanton trade, if I'm remembering oh, correctly. God, yeah, it was it was a while ago. It was before we were even the Yankee Center podcast. We were an entirely other podcast back then, I think. Oh, yeah. man. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't part of the team yet. No, you were not there yet. That was only me and Eddie at the time. Right, right. I think I, I remember. I remember saying something about the Red Sox. I, I remembered. I was like, you know, this 2018 Red Sox team does not really inspire me. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to be all that good. Well, so maybe I'm not the expert. You guys maybe think I am, but <laughs> it's all right, I man. Think I, I, I think I said that JD Martinez. I think I said that JD Martinez wouldn't hit well in Fenway because he liked to hit the right field, oh, and right field yeah. is so big. And I was wrong. <laughs> oh man. <Well. laughs> We all have our moments, that's for sure. But um, now we are in 2020, the year of COVID, the year of the pandemic, but it's about to come to a close, thank God, as we open the chapter on what will hopefully be a much better year for people in general. And of course, the Yankees, as we hope we can finally get a championship for the first time since 09, which is feeling longer and longer ago by the day. My God. Yeah, really. So, so tiring just to think about the countless seasons of thinking we're going to win the World Series and not even getting past the division series in many cases. Truly. Yeah, it's amazing how like we've gone back into this cycle where like we wanted this team to be good again for so long. We just wanted them to be in the playoffs. And now it's like. Like, again, it's just like perennial ALDS, ALCX exits like frustrate you to no end because they like show signs of life in each series and then just like die so quickly the next day i know it's it's, it's absolutely crazy how bipolar this offense has been you know that, that's honestly the biggest issue with the yankees i would say in recent years because we always have had the firepower offensively it's more about the consistency within that offense because you have a lot of different guys that are prone to strike out a lot and get into crazy slumps, whether it be a Gary Sanchez or a John Carlos Stanton or even the great Aaron Judge. Obviously, if you have a power righty that could go in on him and the rest of the lineup, you know, you're going to you might run into some trouble. And that's obviously the one issue that some people have not had. You know, many people don't think you need lefty righty balance, but I honestly have always been a believer that you do for that very reason. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely uh, a big believer in that as well. I mean, 
it's definitely, you know, not every team can be the late 90s Yankees or the of 2009 course. Yankees. But but the balance they did have in those lineups were definitely a big reason, you know, was, was a big reason for their success. You had yeah. so many switch hitters, whether it was Bernie or Jorge or, um, you know, Nick Swisher. And then Robinson Cano was a lefty. And you had all this lefty power. And, and obviously it benefited them when they were playing in Yankee Stadium, too. That was a big deal with a short porch. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone, you know, can go the other way, the way Aaron Judge does. So, oh, of course, you know, you rarely see too many home runs to write <laughs> anymore. And it, it's, it's really weird because that was like all you used to see mm-hmm. back in the day. I definitely think they, they, if, if, if I was running things, I would definitely be targeting a lot of left-handed hitters this off season, yeah. but also a lot of the right-handed hitters are kind of entrenched in their positions. You'd really have to sort of break up this lineup to, to, to change it. It's going to look very similar to... Mm-hmm what it has in, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And the one thing I've been saying is um, the only spots where you can really, I would say, make any changes realistically would have to be somewhere in the outfield and left field, most likely. And if you were to make a change and obviously at catcher where we've had the issues with Gary Sanchez, of course, and that's a whole other issue we will certainly get into because a lot of different fan debates on that. Many people think there are many people, but there are people that still have full belief in him. They think he can still be that all star caliber catcher that can rake in 30, 35 home runs. And I have no doubt there. The question is more whether or not he can do that while batting over 210 and actually having some level of consistency at the plate that's my gripe with him yeah that's uh yeah i i will be thrilled with a 200 average and 20 home runs next year i mean i think that's like a successful year if you're gary sanchez um i, I don't know I, and again like my man my perspective is like i'm not this like big believer in him anymore i was for quite a while i mean of course and you and even if you you still go back to last year 2019 like i will take that season Every single time, I mean, he had, what, 35 home runs, I think. He was hurt, like, on and off, and he still managed to hit that many home runs. I think he hit, like, 240. Like, it really wasn't – I'm just – those are ballpark numbers, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a pretty solid 2019, so – Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's tough to – you know, it's tough to evaluate 2020, but, I mean, you know, they were 60 – some, you know, some of the worst 60 games I think I've ever seen out of any player, so – Oh, yeah. It's – um. Yeah, I'm, ho- not, I'm hopeful that, that he'll be better, but but it, it wasn't pretty. But I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I saw the numbers. Like he had like this in 2019. He had like this terrible 15 game stretch in July, but like he had like a 950 OPS through through the other like 91 games that he played, which was like ridiculous. He had like a 950 OPS with 33 homers. And uh, now we're just like questioning whether he can hit 200, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's been quite a fall. Uh, I think Yasmani Grandal would have been a great fit for the Yankees, but he became a free agent a year too early. I yep. think if if you were going to look to replace Gary with anyone, I think Yasmani Grandal would have been the guy. But coming off of a 34 home run season, the Yankees were not looking to do that especially when he's in cheap arbitration. They're not really looking to pay a catcher. I think Yasmani got like four years for like 70 million, something like that. Yeah. So. And, I, and I mean, as, as, as much faith as you might, as little as you might believe in Gary Sanchez, like I believe even less in James McCann and Yadier Molina. Like I never, yeah, yeah, I never yeah, wanted them to replace him with them. I mean, if you're going to, like you said, a grand doll or you make a trade for some more established catcher, but and, you know, they never were going to sign Real Muto, so no. um, 
it, you know, it, I did not want James McCann or Molina here if the alternative was still, you know, giving one more year to Gary. Yeah, I, I, that's totally fair. Eddie, uh, what's your take on all this? Um, how do you feel about Gary? I know you're very passionate about this subject. Oh, he's but very I'm, passionate about Gary. What, yeah. <laughs> I want to see what Brian thinks of your take. We talked about, like, the 2020 season. It's such a short sample size. I try not to hate on, you know, a lot of people that had bad years because there was great players that had awful years. 60 games. Yeah. I mean, it's such a short sample size. You can't really judge. But Gary, due to the fact that, obviously, 2018 was bad, 2019, I realized, was a lot better of a season than I thought. I got influenced by that horrible stretch that he had. He wasn't great in the playoffs, too. But the thing is, this guy's talent. He has the talent. So it's just, at some point, like, I, I, it's just, he's such a mystery with why he just goes on these awful stretches. And when he's bad, he's, be, like, awful, which is the thing. It's not like he's There's no middle ground. Slight slump. Exactly. He's either hitting 20 home runs in 60 games or he's absolutely useless like he was like he was this year so it's like i don't know but as we said multiple times on here this is his last opportunity for me at least if i'm a gm this is last season if if it's not working out then you look to replace him somehow i know you're probably not getting any replacement that's going to be 2017 gary level but if he struggles this year then i think we know for sure 2017 gary will probably never be coming Mm -hmm. back yeah no i'm make the argument that you would have to decide whether or not you value the offense at that position or whether or not you value the defense more. Because me personally, um, I've always been, you know, all about that offense. But after watching Gary Sanchez do his thing, you know, it was he was just so, so exciting and awesome being able to get that kind of offensive output from such a generally weak position. But after just getting a look at even Kyle Gashioka in the playoffs, honestly, just seeing the value he was bringing behind the plate and his, his defensive work was amazing and the impact he has on those pitchers. I mean, there's just so much value that comes from defense at that position where I'm at the point where if Gary really doesn't pick it up, I am more than fine going with the defensive I defensive minded catcher at that position instead of focusing on getting a certain level of offense because the rest of the lineup is strong enough where you don't need a big bat at the catcher's position. Uh, what do you think about that, Brian? Yeah, you know, I think I think growing up watching guys like Jorge Posada, Jason oh, Veritek, Buster yep. Posey, I think you started to kind of get the sense that like, oh, you can't win a World Series without a like slugging catcher mm-hmm. who is like a really, really solid hitter. And I think we've seen in recent years that that's not necessarily the case. Um, I mean, you look back to the 2019 Nationals. I mean, they were carried by their pitchers and their starting catcher yep. was what Kurt Suzuki, right? I mean, uh-huh. so um, 2018 too. Christian Vasquez, you know, I think they had a platoon with him and Sandy um, Leone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Vasquez did not have the season he had in 2019 back in 2018. He was not nearly the same kind of hitter. So, you know, it's definitely possible and it's, and it's even maybe likely to, to really have a better shot at being a really well, more well-rounded ball club if you have a solid defensive catcher. And, and as you said, the Yankees lineup is so deep. And that's my thing, too, with this coming season with Gary. Even if he's terrible, you bat him ninth. You just bat him ninth. Obviously, he's not going to play when Garrett Cole pitches. So you're not going to really miss his bat too much as long as everyone else is healthy and firing all cylinders. But I know that's like basically an impossible ask with this group of uh, of players right now. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, defense versus offense right now. 
uh, and I think I've got kind of a good segue here because uh, oh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's an offensive-minded player that at a premium position that was pretty awful at shortstop last year, and that was Glaber. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are on like moving Glaber back to second if DJ leaves, acquiring, say, Francisco Lindor or Andrelton Simmons. Or what, what, what's your take on what the Yankees should do in the middle infield? Well, so my take is simple. Uh, it's actually three words. Uh, sign DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, But um, I guess is that two? Yeah, I guess that's, we'll call that three words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot there was a, it was D and J. Um, no, but yeah, I think I definitely, it's interesting. I think Brian Cashman even admitted, he literally said it a few weeks ago. He's like, no, Glaber Torres is a better second baseman than he has a shortstop. And, yeah. and like, oh, again, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> quite, it's, <laughs> it's that question of like offense versus defense. I mean, what do you value more? Do you value, in my opinion, it would be a much stronger lineup with DJ at second and Glaber at short. Um, as opposed to, you know, your defense gets a little better if DJ goes back to, uh, if Glaber goes to second and you bring in a guy like Simmons or, or Lindor, Lindor obviously is, is a really special, um, player on both sides of the ball. But, um, I don't know. I think like I can live with Glaber at short. I think he's still so young. It could still improve, um, significantly, uh, and I think 2020, again, the 60 games, you know, the error, the errors are much more. Um, public and front and center in those 60 games. But um, I think you stretch it out over a 162-game season, it, it doesn't look as bad. I mean, I think you, if you put Derek Jeter in a 60-game season, I'm just saying, I love Derek Jeter. I'm not trying to slander him at all. But, like, he yeah, would have looked yeah. worse at shortstop in a 60-game season than, you know, that he normally did. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely valid. You know, with Gleyber Torres, you look at a lot of the errors he'd make. And um, a lot of the time, it's a lot of mental mistakes. I mean, it's not really a lack of ability to make the plays, in my opinion, especially the, the routine plays. That's usually where he's messing up. It's on plays he absolutely should make. They're very simple plays. He'll just throw the ball away or he'll boot it. You know, it's a lot of different things. And obviously, aside from that, too, we've heard from Brian Cashman. He came into the second spring training a bit out of shape. So I'm not sure if um, maybe during the break um, between the first spring training and the second, maybe in that lap, something got a little wrong with his diet or maybe his workout routine. Cause I know that that transition was pretty odd for some players, but, um, you know, it makes you wonder, um, what is his ceiling defensively at shortstop? Because obviously you only really need an average shortstop at the very least from out of Glaber Torres for me. With that bat, Give, yep. Yeah. With that, with that bat, it's all you need. Yeah, and of he's course, he's much he's much yeah. better offensively than he saw. showed in 2020. I mean, of that course. was an anomaly. Yeah, I mean, look at what we saw from uh, so many different players in 2020, like we talked about, and even um the, in the case of some, that's I know there's J D Martinez was totally off for a while. And Chris Bryant looking across. Yeah, even on the Yankees, a guy that's not even I don't think a special hitter, but someone that I think is much better than we saw, Mike Talkman. I mean, I don't think he's nearly as he bad as hit fast this year. And that's my point. This year in particular, the big issue with a lot of hitters is they couldn't catch up to the fastball this year. And I think that's definitely a byproduct of this weird season. That's it, that's not a coincidence, I don't think, that it, that's particularly what's happening to a lot of these players. So next yeah. year, I'd expect some things to return to form, including Mike Talkman. I expect him to be at least a, close to an average hitter, and that's super valuable given his speed and his defensive abilities. Yeah, but but to 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 answer that that original question though, just more directly, like again, yeah, like yeah. 
I, I want DJ LeMahieu, and if that requires seeing Clayton Torres make a few more errors at shortstop, I will take it. Me too. I agree. Clint, I mean, I have a uh, question for Luke. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Do you, do you know who doesn't have an issue hitting a fastball? True. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know who. Um, Is it a ginger? Yep. Clint. <laughs> and Thunder. Yep, yeah, that I, is I just, Tom's you know, boy. I had to, you know, I'm, I am a big uh, Clint. I, I stand Clint Frazier very hard. Yeah, I love oh, him. Man, that's my hot take, I guess. He, Tom his home is run off of Blake the Snell biggest fan, yet. <laughs> dude. I, I will so say, I'm a year. big Clint fan. I am a big Clint fan myself now. And to me, you know, we we talked about this um during the offseason a bit, whether or not we feel that keeping Clint is the right decision right now. And I said I do believe it is the right decision, but the one thing I would consider under the right circumstances, for sure in my opinion at least, is if you can get a number two starter for Clint or better, I think that's a move you absolutely make. I think you don't even think about that, especially given the fact that there are other outfielders on the market that are cheap. I mean, you, even though – look at the price for David Dahl. Look how cheap that guy went, g- given his track record. He, the guy has had one bad year, one Every other year, he has had an 800-plus OPS, and he got only a few million. Think yeah, about three the mar- million. Yeah, a three million. Think about the market for a guy like Kyle Schwarber or um, Nomar Mazzara. Or, um, there's another outfielder, too. I can't think of him off the top of my head. But there's a lot of different solid outfielders out there that are 800-plus OPS guys that are not going to get anything. Like It's crazy what the market has become, honestly. It's very sad as a baseball fan. Well, Clint yeah. was a 900 OPS guy, so ha. <laughs> I think, yeah, I definitely agree. There's there's so many outfielders out there that could definitely be passable in left field, um, if if we got if if the Yankees traded Frazier. But uh, I do want them to keep him. Like 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 you yeah. said, like I think to finally see him get a full season as a starting left fielder would 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 really be so much fun to watch. Um, his defense even really improved last year. He was he was he was a was he was he a Gold Glove nominee? Yes, yes, he was. I mean, it was just a, I don't even remember who won what awards because it was a 60 game season. But I yeah, remember yeah. hearing that, and I was like stunned. But he really earned it. I mean, he really worked hard in his defense. Yeah. that's great. The only thing that I worry about is I think we all know in the back of our heads somehow Brett Gardner is going to come back and get 400 <laughs> bats on this it team. Always it always happens. always Every time. So, you know, it's like, it's like as much as you want to talk about Mazzara or, you know, should they have signed Dahl or Kyle Schwarber, you know if they sign an outfielder, his name is going to be Brett Gardner. Yep. You know what? You're absolutely right. And, um, he can, God, I can't even imagine the money he should technically be getting because if someone like David Dahl is getting $3 million, I mean, Brett Gardner should only be getting, like, one or two maybe like i mean that that that's really what the market should be for him but i'm sure the yankees are going to take care of their guy and give him at least three to four just because they're the yankees and they take care of their guys when they get older that's just the way it's been in recent years i mean they i would be shocked if gardner is not back but um, well they haven't taken care of tanaka yet yeah Yeah. That is, uh, I will say, I did not think there was any chance going into the offseason, at least, that Tanaka would be gone. Now I'm going to be shocked if he came back, honestly. That's where I'm at. Does does Eddie like Tanaka? Like, does Eddie like Tanaka? I think he does. I don't don't have a problem with Tanaka. Okay. It was a little frustrating in the playoffs this year. Because, like, you have, have, like, your blow ups with certain players, like Gary. There's a couple guys. Gary's on the list for sure. Definitely. Tanaka's I think I think list. it's similar with Tanaka where it's like he he shows 
one day he'll show the talent of just this unhittable god on the mound, and then the next outing he gives up four home runs in three innings. The home like, yeah. got annoying very it's quickly. It's just so I, I get it. Like I get it. I'm very hot and cold with him too. Like of course. I think he had a. I think all things considered, like he was worth the contract. He he, he yes, had a couple of really really good years and like. You know, if you were expecting him to come over here and have the exact same stats he had in Japan, you're nuts. No one does. No. I mean, no one has that. Look at, you know, look at guys. Everyone else who's come over, it, it, there's just an adjustment level that it's not. He the has same like level. a one ERA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A one ERA, 300 innings, 25 20, wins or whatever. It was like 24 and 0. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. So I think you know he had a couple of good years. He he did have a really you know great run with us in 2017 in the in the postseason. I mean, without him. You know, he was already that 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 postseason, really. Yes. Um, nice but yeah, it's surprising they're not bringing it back because the rotation is is terrifying me right now. Oh, I completely feel the same way. And you know, I've been talking about this for a while because the Yankees it have made me it clear. Up at night. Yeah, I know. Like they, they made it clear the Yankees want to have some type of budget. The question is, what is that budget? Is that at the two hundred ten million dollar threshold? Please, for the love of God, no. Or is it closer to? maybe 220, 225, because although that doesn't sound like a huge difference, it's a big difference, you know, because that could be the big difference. difference the how, of course, I mean, it shouldn't be considering to me, if you, if you're going at 210 and under, I don't see a real way in which this team improves. I, I honestly don't. If, if you're going to resign DJ, especially because that's going to cost $20 million per year. And, the, and at that point, you're going to have very limited payroll flexibility given those specific constraints. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with the starter. Maybe they sign a back-end guy or maybe they trade for someone. But Cashman doesn't like to trade his big ships. So I'm honestly not sure what he's going to do with the starting rotation right now. I just and that's don't. so, and that's so, that's why it's so weird that they're like seemingly not bringing back Tanaka. Like they're not even talking. Exactly. Like I don't, yeah. with Tanaka in their rotation, I feel a lot better. 100%. But without him, and again, like again, who do you bring in from, from outside the organization? I can't believe, like they have Garrett Cole. And again, like they finally have this undisputed they best picture in baseball. They finally got the ace. And yeah. now, and now the rotation has never been worse. Like that, it hasn't been. You know, this is the worst rotation going into the year that I've seen in like five years. Like absolutely. And we went into last year with I think the strongest rotation I thought I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, with with the Yankees going into the season before everyone if got hurt. If was healthy, I would feel a lot better. That's what I'm saying. That too. Like, yeah. We went into last season with the top of the rotation of Garrett Cole, Severino, James Paxton, Tanaka as your three or four, and Montgomery as your number five. I mean, that was one hell of a rotation to go into a season with. I mean, I had crazy expectations, but um, now, I mean, you got no Paxton, you got no Tanaka, Severino won't be back till mid-year. I mean, there's a lot of concerns with this rotation, and just looking at the free agent market, you know, you're going to have limited options there, and if honestly, the best options are mostly taking flyers on guys like Corey Kluber and hoping for the best or any of those kind of deals. Otherwise, you're just looking at Tanaka pretty much, honestly, as the top of the realistic market for the Yankees because Trevor yeah, Bauer not in kind of play. <laughs> yeah, don't, it really don't even think about it. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of when uh, this is a, this is I know it's not the same as that situation, but yeah. uh, going into 2011, remember when it was like CC Sabathia and who else? Yeah, and they're like Freddie Garcia, come on down, Polo oh. Cologne, come on down, and then it actually oh, kind of worked Freddie out, Garcia. but like. Crazy. You know, in the playoffs, again, they also kind of like, you know, you can't start Freddie Garcia in a game two yeah. against the Tigers. Of course. Uh, 
that's you know yeah that that's kind of always stuff been the weak that's always been the weakness for the Yankees it's Ever, always the rotation like for as long as I can remember that's always been the weakness the rotation I I just I I have nightmares back to the Cliff Lee trade of 2010. That's yep. just that. I feel like that's where this started. And, and but, I think a lot of people who defend the Yankees love to, or, or you know, people try to defend the rotation by saying like, oh, it's the lineup that always comes up short in the postseason. And it's like I do like no doubt the lineup was was the reason they lost Game Five. I mean, they did not like absolutely. this year. Like, yeah, no question about it. But like, you know, you you can't keep going down in these like three o four o holes in a game. Like every single time out, and expect the offense staff to come back. Of like, course, you're asking yeah. too much out of, and you're asking way too much out of the bullpen when you know that most of your starters are going to be pulled in the third or fourth inning. Like it's not a recipe for success right now. Like openers are not, you're not winning a championship bullpenning, you know, exclusively. Yeah. I I totally agree. Bullpenning, while it is good in short stints and during the regular season, if you need to get a guy a rest, I think it can come in handy there. But I generally speaking, I'm not, I've never been a fan of the opener. I just don't think it's very productive. And, you know, you look at the options on the trade market and, you know, there, there's honestly not that many guys, but it's crazy to think what the market will bear in terms of the prospect cost, because, you know, look at what we just saw with you, Darvish and Blake Snell. You would like, oh, nice segue. Think, on you darvish in particular i mean come on the yankees could have easily matched that type of prospect cost he did not cost much at all it's, and and he, he's not just a good starting pitcher he was a great starting pitcher in 2020 and he has a you good can track make the record. argument he was better than bauer this year that's what i'm that's what i'm saying he was phenomenal and that's a guy that the padres are going to be thrilled about getting and if i were a yankee fan i would be which i am of course yankee fans should be freaking upset that the Yankees were not in on this because he's not even making that much money considering what he is as a starting pitcher. He had, think, he's yeah. at a fair price. I think the worst thing about it is is you know exactly why they didn't acquire him, and it's because the money, the contract he has right now is the contract they also could give to Masahiro Tanaka, and they just yep. don't want to give that money out. It's I know. it. It's crazy. And, and it's not like this is a case where um, Darvish would be a luxury. No, he would be a much-needed necessity that we're adding to the team because right now a starting pitcher is a necessity because you're going into the season with Garrett Cole as your one and probably Montgomery as your number two right now, oh which God. is <laughs> horrifying. And, and just to clarify, I do think that there are some guys that will step up next year, which is good because we need that. Um, I think Davey Garcia could definitely step up. I wouldn't give up on Clark Schmidt this because it was a short season, of course. And Jordan Montgomery, he really he's coming back from Tommy John, of course, last year. So we saw some inconsistencies, but he had Hell, some really great playoffs. outings. I mean, in the playoffs, he shined really bright. His stuff looked great. I mean, yeah, it's the best he's ever looked in terms of his pure stuff. If he can just find some more consistency, I think you're looking at a really good number four starter, if not even a number three as as a ceiling. But um. I really like Montgomery. I've always been a big fan of him, but I was I was really impressed by his game four start. Yeah, yeah, he was he came up so big. I thought we were not getting out of that game alive. I never thought we were going into the day, but he shocked us all. And I think he's definitely earned his spot in this rotation. But he ain't no number two starter. I can promise you that. No, and And it's like yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm looking. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like I'm and you know like I think. I can under like I think we can all see the Yankees mindset right now too where it's like I think they 
they're not wrong for thinking like they're going to win the division even with this rotation as is like they, yeah. they still probably will i think the only team that could give them some real competition is the blue jays and even then they need some work and i, I just don't fear the Rays anymore without snelling more and i don't care how smart you think they are that they made that trade the prospects they got like they're not making an impact next year and they're not signing anyone so like yeah i don't fear the Rays. the red Sox are probably still going to be pretty bad unless they randomly decide to be good again for no reason uh-huh. um and the Orioles are still bad. So, like, they're going to win the division. Like, I don't think I have, I have a real doubt about that. It's just I'm looking past it. I'm looking to that ALCS matchup with the White Sox. I'm looking past that even further to a World Series matchup with the Dodgers and Padres or Braves. Yeah. And right now they're in line to get smoked by them if, with yep. this rotation. Like, they're going to get to the World we're Series. We're in Tier 2. Like, we're in Tier 2. They're in Tier 1. Yeah. Those other exactly. guys. Big time. I was no thinking about it. The oh, yeah. no, there's no, I don't like the Yankees should be the favorite, but it's like, I'm worried they'll finally get there and still fall for fall short. Yeah. Well, I thought they were the favorite this year and there comes the Rays just <laughs> taking us away. It's, all, it's always someone. I was like, okay, there's really no one that can take us away. And then here's the Rays. But the thing is like, obviously Luke talked about this upside in the rotation, but it's a huge question mark. You look at the Dodgers and look at any part of their team and say, Oh, that's very risky for them. No, right? They have a completely great team. They just won the World Series, obviously. I don't. There's no flaws. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's minor flaws, but you don't. This is not a World Series team with this big of a flaw. Like, this uh-huh. is just. Oh yeah. Un, unexcusable. Like, you can't just skip over the four missing rotation spots. Like, I trust Davey. I think he's gonna be good. But yeah, yeah. You're really gonna bank on Any the guy we saw for like 30 innings last year to be. A number three starter, like you, the championship team just doesn't do that. You know, it's just unreal. It's just not smart. So yeah. this is not a winning philosophy right now. It's more of a prayer philosophy that everything turns out right, which we've seen for the Yankees. It really doesn't. And if it's a classic Yankee season, someone will be hurt for 95% of the year. So something will always go wrong. Mm-hmm. But you need pitching. I mean, it's obvious. And it's, it's the bottom cheap. Let, let's get some pitching, like. Let's go. One and I think it might, it, might, it might have to wait till the trade deadline, honestly, because I'm I don't I mean if they like Luis Castillo, I'm just not crazy about Joe Musgrove. Like none of these names are like, <laughs> like I see Yankees fans like 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 fawning oh, over Joe these Musgrove. Guys. I need that guy. I'm like he he's good. Like I like him. I think he's he's a good option, but he he's not a number two. Like nah. I hate that. Yeah. No, I don't uh, look at him like that. I like Castillo though. But I no, don't, Castillo I think, is great, but Cashman will never meet the price it will take to get him, course. and I'm so sure about that. And I'm not even just saying that yeah. because I think Cashman is necessarily conservative. It's just that the prospect cost will be monumental for a guy like that, given his again, control close, and his flash, flash, It'll be a lot bigger than that, and you got to think about this because Cashman in general, you know, he rarely makes trades for – that include his big guys. I, I, I don't see any world where he trades a Davey Garcia. I don't see any world where he tr- trades a Clark Schmidt. I really don't. I don't think he's going to trade any of his big prospects. So if the Yankees are going to make a splash in, in the trade market, it will be for a guy that is not too big or a guy that is big and is on a rental deal because obviously that cost would be less. So Watch the Yankees reacquire J-Hap next July. Calling oh, it out. don't say. Yes. You know it's coming. Hap and Cashman don't, don't necessarily – like each other That's so I, I can't see they that can <laughs> they can reconcile I'm i think sure Hap's going to either toronto or tampa imagine he went to tampa I would and enjoy that oh yeah he would of course become a cy young winner in tampa but... that'd be horrifying i'm oh, surprised no. he's never played for tampa 
to be honest. <laughs> he feels he feels like a razy type of guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. Man, it's crazy what's been happening with the Rays, though. You know, I went into this offseason still thinking— Great oh, for baseball, Luke. It's great. <laughs> like, honestly, um, well, going into the 2020 season, I never thought, like he's, like Eddie was saying, that the Rays were going to compete with us. And even in that division series, you know, it, it, what bothers me the most is I still feel the Yankees absolutely should have won that series, and that makes it all the more frustrating. But um, moving on from that, of course, you know, the Rays went into the offseason as— the undisputed top dogs of the AL East at the time because of their rotation. But now they take out Charlie Morton. They trade away Blake Snell. They got, they got rid of Jose Alvarado, who could have been a big part of that bullpen. And now they're talk, there's talks of Kevin Kiermeyer from Bob Nightingale. So who knows what's going to happen? But um, it makes you think, you know, it, what's the state of baseball right now? It, it, it's, it's become clear that the mentality of each team is less about going all in on a season and more about maintaining a winning record year after year after year. And that's what teams are doing. And while that's good to a degree, when you don't go all in ever, you're going to be in a place like the Yankees are were for a while. And like many teams are where they just never get the world series. And it's sad, honestly, it's very sad. Yeah. It, it feels like it's, it's not good for baseball. I mean, I, there's so many people, you know, online who are like, Oh my God, like this is so the Rays are so smart and they always do, you know, they're, they're so, uh, you know, sabermetric savvy and all that. And they yeah. know what they're doing. And it's like, like you, I think that can be true, but don't come, don't, don't try to convince me that like it makes for a good product or it makes for a good oh, thing yeah. for the sport. Like, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's like, part too. yep. The Trop- Tropicana Field is I, is horrible. disgusting. Remember, uh, Clint got robbed of that homer, that game yeah. winning homer. I, <laughs> yes, I did. He, he had a concussion too at oh the time, so that was a great swing, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I did. I got I got a war wartime flashback there. <laughs> but but yeah, I think um, it's like every team in baseball is now striving to be the 2013 Yankees, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like they're just like okay, if we're good enough, like we win 85 games, we're in the wild card hunt for most of the year. That's that's a de- that's a good season. We can do that exactly. every year. And that makes you question, you know, and what? Why should fans of a team ever be loyal at this point? I mean, why should baseball get new fans? Like, there's no like it's clear why the sport is not growing. I mean, if you're a Rays fan, you should be freaking done after this. I mean, I would be. Fuming, I would not. I would be like protesting right now. I'd be going off because That's you just got. You just made it to the World Series. You almost won it all. You were at the highest of highs, and now you're probably not even winning division unless things really come together out of nowhere, which is of course possible because the Rays are so, you know, savvy and know how to find these gems, kind of like the Yankees do. But with that said, I mean, it's just something that the that the Rays should not have done. It is a mistake, and I am. Happy as a Yankees fan, but I am furious as a fan of the game because this is bad for its growth. And honestly, it's going to only get worse with the CBA coming up and all the labor disputes. Oh, I mean, that's going to be fun. I mean, think about it. You're, you just had a COVID-shortened COVID season. You're going to have another shortened season to some degree for sure. And then the following season, for all we know, there might be a strike. I mean, how? there's no way the sport can grow during all that. It's just not possible. It's hard. Yeah, especially when you have— aren't even trying to win. Yeah, and when you have, you know, the NBA is like taking is like somehow got even more popular this year with the bubble and everything. I know, like it's crazy. Like the NBA keeps gaining popularity. The NFL is never going to die. Like Yep. And and I mean, it's like you have I think I think it's this is harsh, but it's like 
if you like if you can't afford like Blake Snell was set to jump for is jumping from seven million to ten million dollars this year. Oh and you God. can bet that those three million dollars are the reason why they traded Snell. Exactly. And it's like if you can't pay one of the best pitchers in the sport ten million dollars a year, you should not have a franchise. You should not I, Tampa Bay can't support a baseball team. And so I'm hope I'm hoping they do move ship to Montreal. Them to Montreal. Oh, like oh, please. Wow. Same time. <laughs> like literally, it's it's, it's a crazy. joke. If you're, if you're mark if you're a team in a market, like I, I feel bad for fans in Tampa Bay, like I do, but it's like there should be Whatever more of like a harsh have. Critique where it's like, if you can't afford to keep your best players, like then what? You have a problem as a business, and your business shouldn't survive. Like, sorry. What are they gonna no, do with the Rosarena? Oh yeah, Rosarena. In like I five mean. years, and like three, yeah, well, more like more like three. Well, years, it's like honestly, it's like all these all these race fans are celebrating the Snell trade. Like, oh, we got this great single A prospect. He's gonna be great. I'm like, yeah. By the time he's <laughs> great, you're gonna be trading him again for more single A prospects. Exactly. It, so, it, it, it's just an it's never ending cycle. cycle. It's a yep. cycle that will just keep going on and on. You're just hoping at that point that the team gets Wander lucky Franco because that's very exciting. Cool. Can't wait to trade him in four years. And the Rays, <laughs> the Rays go, oh, the Rays fans go, or people go like, oh, well, the Rays have been pretty successful. I'm like, okay, they made the playoffs, what, a couple times in 10 years, and they made two yeah. series and they lost both of them. They haven't won anything. They're the, no. they're the new Oakland days in that sense. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And, you know, it makes me wonder, when we get to this new CBA, you know, what is baseball going to do to make a difference when it comes to making these teams stay competitive? Abolish the luxury tax. Do you think they abolish the luxury tax? Do they add a floor, maybe, in terms of salary where teams have to reach? I mean, I I just don't know because something needs to be done one way or another because if not, uh, if the sport stays as it is, baseball will absolutely die in terms of its fandom. Because me, even me, I'm the biggest baseball fan ever. I've been a fan my entire life. And now I'm getting to the point where if things continue like this for another couple of years, I just don't know how I'd feel. I wouldn't be able to get as excited about the season, generally speaking, as I've been in the past, knowing that no teams are just going for it like before. It's just not the same. It's, it's, it's the Padres. Except the Padres. Except yeah. the Padres. There are a couple owners that are going all in, and you know what? Props to them. Mad like, respect for teams like the Padres and the Mets. Yeah. I, I respect the hell out of them. I think there just comes a point where it's like, you know, and again, it's like a philosophical difference in baseball where it's like, do you care about championships or do you just care about being decent? And it's like, to me, I mean, I'm a Yankees fan, so I get it, but it's like, I care about winning champ- championships. I, I I will always take the championship over 10 years of mediocrity. Like, yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. I mean, the Yankees have not had a losing record in God knows how many years now. But with that said, I mean, how much does it mean when you're not winning the World Series, <laughs> many World Series within the last 20 years? I, mean, I think my yeah, um, my biggest problem is like I think I I understand it from a business perspective. Like if you're oh, good yes. every year, it's better than winning one championship in 20 years. But like if you're a fan, don't be endorsing that. Don't be happy that they're doing that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, you know? What do I get out of Hal Steinbrenner saving a little money? That's the thing, man. I used to be like that. I used to say, well, oh, man, Hal Steinbrenner can't offer Cano 10 years for $300 because it's just too expensive. Like, <laughs> but it's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure, the, I'm sure the billionaire Steinbrenner family will just, like, crumble yeah. for a $30 million a year contract. Yep. Fan caring about the payroll is, like, such a joke to me. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Of course. I, I, I don't think any fan should care about the payroll. Maybe you – I would say you have reasonable expectations for the payroll at the very least. I mean, like me, I'm like, you know what? 
I don't need to go over the 240 whatever million dollar tax. I don't need to do that. If we don't, I totally get it. But with that said, I mean, I have reasonable expectations when I say we have to go over that 200 million dollar threshold because I ain't going to be feeling bad for you because you lost some profit this year. I mean, you probably didn't even they didn't lose as much as they said. And we all know this. I mean, they're gassing this entirely. I mean, there's a reason why the, the owners did not want to open the books. They've made that clear during the original negotiations for this COVID season, and they're going to continue to do that because they do not want players and fans to know how much money they have because that will change the game entirely. Eddie, I was one of those people that was like, you know, oh man, we can't do this. We can't spend this money. Like it's coming out of my checkbook. But now I am 100% just pissed off. Well, with the Yankees, I mean, we have it better than most teams, obviously, because we still have a very high payroll. But they, they can do more. If, of course, I'm going to was really frustrated with how the seasons have been going recently and how, yeah, we've been a playoff team. For most I teams, slammed I a bunch of TVs in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. No, like one ever, no one ever calls out the Dodgers for the payroll they've had the last 10 years. And it's always like the Yankees who get, like, if, if the Dodgers went out and traded for Mike Trout tomorrow and his co- entire contract – like, no one would say anything. But then if the Yankees, like, sign DJ LeMahieu tomorrow, they'll be like, oh, my God, the Yankees' payroll is just – they always sign everyone. They trade for everyone. They have the highest payroll. <laughs> they're so messed up. Yeah, they just, they just got Mookie Betts and signed him to a 12-year contract. They're doing the Eagle okay. Empire strikes again. Well, it's like, you know what? The Death Star blew up twice. Like, please. Yeah. yeah. It had a massive hole in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's kind of the Yankees pitching right now. I mean, uh, it's, this is the most jaded I've ever been, but it's the end of 2020, and, and yeah, I think I, yeah, I've grown, I've grown a pandemic beard, and I, I just need it. It needs to go now. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not fun. And I got, I have something interesting that isn't really Yan- Yankees related, but it's okay. Mets related. Okay. And it seems that Andy Martino is reporting that George Springer is ask is about to get over 150 million somewhere. Somewhere over the rainbow, I guess. Really? Yes. It said, the rumor deal between Springer and the Mets that popped up was five years, 125. Uh, that was kind of like a rumor that was going around Twitter. Two league sources said that he, he was still asking for well over $150 million. So, That's, go, mm. so, I expect him to be a Met. I just... I, no, I me don't, too. I just felt like bringing that up. I don't know why. It's I mean, like... it's crazy. Think about this. Like, imagine if I told you five years ago, we're in a world where the Mets are the big spenders of New York, the Padres are out getting every player, and the Yankees are able to retain the best hitter on their team. Think about that. <laughs> Think yeah, about that. I, I said. Wait, yeah. Aaron Judge is a free agent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think George Springer, like, I'm really interested. I mean, this is like not not that not as big of a deal, but it's like I'm just really interested to see what happens when he enters like a whole new clubhouse. Like, yeah, I feel like he's he he's he kind of skating off of all of this stuff with the Astros. Like, everyone talks about you know Altuve and Correa, but it's like Springer was benefiting from it too. Yeah, I would you say Correa, Springer, and Altuve are the main three that people were pissed at. Honestly, he was one of the big ones that people were just going off on. So. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to fit into that Mets clubhouse if he signs there. Why. I know why. Because what? Altuve and Correa were just like assholes the entire time. Well, yeah, like, they were. Like, they, like, were they, so just, like, they made fools of themselves while while the, yeah. the whole thing was going on. So, like, they were kind yeah. of easy targets when they're just unlikable people, you know? 
I still can't believe they made the freaking championship series. That was wild. I, yeah. Oh my god, I know. When, yeah. when they got when they when they made it to game 7, I was like they're winning. I was winning and yeah, I was I was having palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> I was like for the Rays like so hard that game. No, me too. Oh my god. Randy Rosarena saved the day, I believe. I, I, I if I remember correctly, I think he had a homer. <laughs> yeah. When didn't he? Honestly. Yeah, when did he not hit a homer? Yeah, Garrett like, Cole. I, Garrett Cole's having flashbacks to G-Man Choi and Randy oh, Rosarena. That was so weird. Too. <laughs> What's up with G-Man Choi and Garrett that's Cole? That's just dude? that's like the uh, I believe Pedro Martinez was owned by this Yankees third baseman. I forgot his name. Uh, that he started over Aaron Boone, Game Seven, 2003, and then Aaron Boone had to come in and pinch hit. I forgot. I forgot the guy's name, but was he it was Robin like, Ventura? No. No, it was like. It was he. I forgot. I forgot his name, but oh. like he he raked against Pedro, and that's why Aaron Boone got benched, and that set up the whole. Here, I'm. I'm oh, going, Enrique I'm, Wilson. That's who you're Enrique thinking. Enrique Wilson. Oh, okay. He's like he had about like ten singles or something against. Again, this just goes to show how far analytics have come. Uh, I think he had like he was like ten singles and like thirty at bats or something. And like they're like, hey, we we could use a few singles here. And uh, well, Jason Giambi hit two home runs. And I love uh, how I love how the Yankees tried to the Yankees tried to go like, oh yeah, well Rays, you know, you guys, you know, trying to get us with G-Man Choi, but we're gonna counter with Mike Ford, baby. Mike Ford. Mike, oh my God, Cliff Frazier <laughs> on the bench. Oh, oh my geez. God. One, like, one of Boone's all-time moves. Right I, I literally started laughing out loud when I saw Mike Ford like coming up to the plate. I was just like, like uh, I get he's this like big husky guy who walks and has power, but he was he was one of those guys that was not right in 2020. He was exactly. having one of those. It's like Clint. Clint's been like Clint was batting fourth for you for for like a vast majority of the season. And I think you gotta gotta show some damn appreciation there. Yeah. <laughs> like my God, I do, I don't understand that one. It's crazy, man. I mean, Aaron Boone has made a lot of questionable decisions, and the fans have very different opinions on him. I Me, mean, I've always been a pretty big Aaron Boone supporter. In 2018, Eddie does not like. Him. I know. In 2018, <laughs> I was pretty annoyed with him. 2019, I felt his decision making actually did get better. I really did. Not just because the team did better. I just saw more maturity in his decision making but 2020 it felt like he just took another step back and it was really bizarre I, I thought we were w- well past what we saw in 2018 but it felt like we were right back where we were and it was kind of aggravating as a fan but you know what it was a 60 game season maybe it's that it's he's the big. east coast dave roberts i don't know man i honestly don't know i think his biggest problem is he we just need to get louis sessa off of this team yeah like <laughs> As if he if Aaron Boone can't physically put Luis Sessa in the game, then he then he won't, and he'll become well, a better manager for it. Actually, actually, remember he he Luis Sessa was like the mop up guy in Game One, and then of like the Cleveland series, and then Jonathan Luizaga had to that's, come in. But Jonathan Luizaga, that's the that's the guy that's I was thinking of more. Yes. Jonathan Luizaga. That's actually yeah. had a pretty decent year, but he but the issue was like Eddie, like Tom was saying. We were using him in the mop-up role in the eighth and ninth innings. We totally wasted him consistently in the playoffs. So every time that we needed to bring in another dude, felt like the roles it was were kind of like backwards. I just don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Why would Loisica be? Holder's gone though, huh? Oh yeah, Holder's gone. He's on. He's on the Cubs now, right? I'm yeah, shocked I got rid of him. 
Me He's too. I would not expect that. <laughs> and of course, you know, we know who is back, our, our savior, our Lord and Savior, Adam Warren. Oh God! Oh my God! Oh yeah! <laughs> He's gonna be our number Oof. two starter. They're gonna stretch him oh, out God. like they did <laughs> yeah. like they did in 2014. Let's bring David oh, Phelps God, back. Yeah. Let's just get the whole gang back together. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. David yeah. I love too. David Phelps, man. That's that's a throwback, and I yeah. I will never forgive him for blowing the game after Mark Teixeira tied the game against Vincente Padilla. And I believe <laughs> oh, 20. Right. A Teixeira rips rips a home run off Padilla, who he hated. Right. Ties the game. It was a very dramatic moment. I'm watching in my mom's room on Fox Sports. I mean, on Fox. He cranked that shit. Okay, yep. that ball is like 420 feet. David Phelps comes in. He blows the game, and I just haven't forgiven him. <laughs> I just I hold a grudge to this day about that one particularly game. You guys, won, you guys ever think about how like, Nathan Avaldi and Eduardo Nunez ended up having World Series rings before the Yankees? Yeah. Oh my I, God, that's that so hurts. sad. Because yeah. the Phelps reminded me of the Evaldi trade, so I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy." Dude. You know, if the Texas uh, Rangers won a World Series in 2010, I think Eduardo Nunez should have gotten a ring too, <laughs> just just for holding up the Cliff Lee trade. Wow, I, I think I'd be in a much better place mentally if the Yankees had just won one in 2010, or, or I know, right? A couple of years after 09, like just give me one more. Yeah, 2017 when Justin Verlander was available via waivers and all we had to do yeah. was place a claim, and then we didn't. And then the luxury we'll... tax, the luxury tax. So we, like, luxury so? Tax. we still should have won, even without I remember, him. Yeah. I have a vivid memory of like before the Yankees ever got involved in this luxury tax stuff. I believe this is like 2012 something around there. I remember I'm watching uh, SNY and like I believe it was like Sports Night or something, and they had like this segment about will the Yankees ever get under it? I'm like, what 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 are they talking about? Little do I know, a few years later, here I am pulling my hair out about it. Like every few years, I couldn't uh, know Justin Verlander. We didn't make the trade for Garrett Cole. <laughs> we obviously did not make the trade for Cliff Lee back in 2010. It's been like. That that thing, that luxury tax has like caused me so much pain in such a short amount of time. It's yeah. just ridiculous. I hate it so much. So much. It's like it's like why why are the why are the two words that like matter to baseball fans the most, luxury and tax? Like that's when you know the sport is like in trouble. Like uh, You see NBA owners like blowing past all their, max their contracts, dude. Like they don't yeah. even give a they don't give a shit. Shit. Freaking what was it? Rudy Go Rudy Gobert just got like two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Nuts. The, the Nets the Nets are paying a ridiculous tax. The the Warriors are paying a ridiculous tax too. I believe Clay and uh, Curry both have max deals. Because so. actually matter willing, when you're going and, for a championship. And it just they were shouldn't. willing to sign they were willing to sign Durant back too. Yep. Which is that, really that, 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 crazy. As we all know, the Knicks were not willing to sign any of them. Simply simply because you have to be wanted in order to have those feelings reciprocated and to make a deal happen. That's the thing that that I just I can't stand is like being the eight I think we're all around what, early twenties, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Just like we we grew up with just this idea that like New York was this great sports capital and like you had the Nick Yankees winning World Series left and right. The Knicks was pretty good in the finals, the Rangers won a cup. Yeah, like 
and now it's just and again i went to college for four years in boston it was just like the most depressing four years yeah. <laughs> being a new york sports fan looking out the window uh, every day and there's like oh what parade is today oh the patriots oh, okay shit. uh next week's the red sox okay like oh god yeah it, it's definitely been tough as a new york it's sports nightmare fan. fuel it's nightmare oh. fuel I they're mean, really, at least at least the Giants are making improvement. No, they're not. No, they're, <laughs> they're, they're still five. They're still five. Fire Gettleman. Thank you. Please fire, fire Gettleman. Gettleman. Please fire. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I like Joe Judge, though. I like I do. Judge. I, do, I do like Joe Judge, but, like, I don't like Jason Garrett. No. No. Like, that yeah, was you guys want to feel hire, better, I'm a way. Jets fan, so. Yeah, I well, you're actually like in better position. You have actual cap room. You're gonna have the second overall pick. You can take whatever quarterback you want. You could trade that pick back, which Dave Gettleman didn't do in 2018. Yeah, he took a, a took, he right. took the equivalent to like a punter, okay, in, with the second overall pick. The positional value equivalent of like, like that's like taking like a relief pitcher in like the first round of the MLB draft. Okay, yeah. it's just. I, I just Which like, we basically did once, by the way. Really? Actually, it was our first pick, but it wasn't first round. Remember that was Jake Lindgren. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Jacob. That was Jacob Jake Lindgren? Yes, I had Wow, him. that's a deep cut. Yeah. yeah. He, Everyone he, thought he was going to be like the difference maker down the stretch. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he's going <laughs> he's, bald. He's coming up so fast. I know. I remember, I had, remember Rob Refsnyder? Oh, of uh, course. Just he was throw, supposed to be just the next Derek Jeter, but at second base. Yeah, just like there, there's a lot of guys. Jorge Medeo. That's the thing, man. Like I'm pissed at like guys that like. I mean, listen, I love, I love like a lot of Yankees Twitter. I love John Boy. I love like a lot of, of those, course, guys. I love those guys. It pisses me off that like they weren't ar- around for the years that we all went through with like 2013, right. those years. They just show up in 2017, 2018, and like get to enjoy it all. And right. it's like, man, <laughs> you don't fair. know. You we don't all suffer. We, we went through it. You don't know pain until you've gone yeah. through a rebuild. Okay, I've been going through a rebuild for 10 years with the Giants. Okay, I've been going through a rebuild for 20 years with the Knicks. Well, actually, we were good in, like, 2013 when, when Mello yeah, and... Yeah, 50, they, they won 54 good. games that year. That was yeah. a good year. Probably. Yes. Then they got their... Yeah. I, I believe they lost to Braun and the uh, Heat at the time. But well, you just made them cry. Like, yeah, I know. And, like, the Giants are, like, stuck in, like, 1985 with, like, their assessment of players. And they're just looking for a tall white guy from Duke to save their franchise. But, you and know, Judge. New, York, New York sports fans and Yankees fans in particular, we're spoiled. We're so spoiled. Absolutely. Yep. There's no yeah. denying that. New York mm-hmm. fans have always been spoiled. And you know what? To a degree, they should be. <laughs> they really should be. And especially right now with everything least, we're going through. As at least the Rangers always- look good. Yeah, you know what? We got a couple good teams, but unfortunately, those are teams I don't follow. So to me, they mean nothing. The Mets are coming up too. So good <laughs> exactly, the Mets are coming up. Oh boy, yeah, that Mets gets me the, real happy. The Mets are the guys signing <laughs> the big names. The Nets are the Mets are the guys that are kind of being proactive. They're gonna. You see they're what sucks Springer. about that? Their fans drive me nuts. From the fans I've met, the Mets fans are the annoying little brothers that when they get good, they they rub it in our faces so much. And it is the I most. I just want to see a Subway pro- series. I just want to see it. I Please, wanna, I wanna because see I want a Subway, Subway series so we can win, and I can just tell them all to shut up. I, I swear, <laughs> Mets fans annoy me as much as Red Sox fans. It's just in a very different way, a very different way. With Red Sox fans, it's more hostile. Again, with the Mets fans, it's a totally annoying little brother. It's just it drives me nuts. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember, yeah, I, I remember when, like, <laughs> like 2013, 2014, that was when they started. Remember, like, the Take Back New York thing? Yep. yep. I remember that whole movie. Remember Granderson saying, you know, the Queens is the real place in New right, York. Right, real New Yorkers are Mets fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man. I, yeah. Di- I, disagree. I disagree. I think, I think, I think though, we really are truly so lucky. I was thinking about – I was looking back at, like, the 2015 World Series a few weeks ago. The Mets really should have won that series. Yeah, they yeah. had a lead in, like, every game. Every game. We are so Paris lucky. Familia was so bad. Could you imagine if we were living in a world now where the Mets heard, had won a World Series under Wilpon and now they were bought by Steve Cohen and the Yankees hadn't won it since 2009? Oh, dynasty oh. coming, baby. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that would have been a mess. Yeah, I will say, have, though. Mets can easily go for it all next year, and I truly believe that because they are not too far away from becoming a World Series caliber team, and now they have the financial ability to make the moves to get to that next level, and I they are. They'll, they'll need the Dodgers and Padres to to pull the Yankees in the playoffs in the sense that like they're the Dodgers and Padres are probably still gonna be way better than the Mets, but like I guess anything um, can happen in October, right? Of course, and that's that's the one thing that teams have been banking on in general. It's like I said earlier, it's less about being the best team it's more about getting into the postseason and hoping you win it all because to them it's just best of luck there's no there's anyone can win once you get into the playoffs that's how i think think. think they're get. i think they're getting lindor too i I don't i have like this sneaking feeling that steve cohen's gonna be like well let's let's take on that 20 million my gut says no i could be wrong that's my gut i and remember we're talking about the financial stuff of baseball you're not getting anything for lindor like no, if, if he, you're he's, be, he's so low. That's cost. a salary dump. Yeah, okay. I think they can get him in that sense. It'd be it's very easy for them to get him. Yeah, yeah. any team really at this point. Yeah, the, Toronto, I think it, Toronto is the major threat because I think they, they, they actually him. have a farm system. Where would so, where would uh, Bo Bichette yeah. go though? Where would he play? Wow. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, he's been rumored I, about. I with, believe with they said second base. And then they'll move like Biggio to third because they had Biggio playing third last oh, year. Oh, that's right. So, but he doesn't have like an arm. Like, Vladdy's gonna be first, first base. Oh my God, Vladdy! I'm scared. Oh. I will. The Yankees need to win the World Series next year because the Blue Jays are gonna start winning the division every year in like yeah. a couple of years. Blue Jays are coming up, man. They got some really good pitch prospects. Their lineup is really coming together, especially if they end up getting a big bat like Lindor, because they've already made it clear this offseason the Blue Jays' big goal was to add. They're trying to get game. Springer too. Yeah, they, they're interested in Springer. They've been interested in LeMayu. They want Lindor. They have a number of guys that they're interested in because they want a high-profile bat added to that lineup. And you know what? If they get a high-profile bat, Vladdy starts to figure it out because he's been good. He's been decent, but he has not been close to what he can be. If that happens and you have Bo Pichette continuing to do what he does, my God, you will have one Kevin of the most Vigio's deadliest on-base percentage monster. Exactly. You have the scariest middle of the order since that Donaldson and Canacion and Bautista. Oh, I have here. nightmares about those arrows. Oh, don't even. They don't were even bad. They, they were, were unlikable too. They I were unlikable. Them. They were they were destructive. They were my pure nightmare. I remember when they got Price and Tulo at the deadline. I was like, that's yep. it. The Yankees are that's done. That's it. Yep. That's it. That was- yeah, remember remember Tulowitzki was our 2019 opening day shortstop. I remember wow. And that was oh, he started over DJ LeMahieu, and then he pulled his. I believe he had like pulled a calf at like four I think games. Not enough, not enough people talk about that. I, I feel like I, I think it's so funny now as we watch every Yankees fan, including myself, like like go to bed every night praying for DJ LeMahieu to resign. But it's like 
when they signed him, we were all like in like that Machado yep. Harper mode, and we were like, "What the oh. hell did they sign DJ LeMahieu for? What a terrible yeah. decision!" Like now you now have the like calling him like the best thing since Mike Trout. Yeah, dude, there were literally people that wanted Jed Lowry over DJ LeMahieu. Oh yeah, they were a good show. I think I might have been one of them. I might have yeah. even been one because I like the fact that he was a switch hitter. Lowry, Lowry had like a great year. I know he did. He was good. He was really good. And, but then his body just like he gave up on him. Somehow when, he went to the Mets. Yeah, somehow when, when you go to the, when you go to the Mets, your body dies. That's just, <laughs> just that's like yeah. a that's a yeah. physical fact. That's I remember when they signed LeMahieu, like. Everyone was like so upset because they're like, but Dan Clark told me that Lema- that Dan Manny Machado was going to be a <laughs> yeah, Yankee. Yeah, I remember that. What the hell? <laughs> Dan Clark just spends like most of his time calling Bryce Harper overrated now. The uh, fact that he got into that Twitter poll of like best Twitter accounts and then baseball, I like could not. <laughs> oh, burn, burn the Who did site. he pay off? Burn the site. Just like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be better. I just don't like like kind of people like that. I don't know. People people suck. Kind of believed him for a little bit. With Machado no, because no, he was like, he was. We mm. thought he was like a Baltimore Orioles writer at one point, but it turned out that he was just some blogger that was living in like another country. I believe he's yeah. like from Australia or something. And then like it turned out that he was kind of an asshole too as well. And then you know he's just making it up for attention. And yeah, DJ LeMayu though, and Manny had a good year last year. Good on him. So. Yeah. Yeah, Manny Machado really did have a good year, and, and that's definitely a bounce back that will play well into the Padres' favor next year, of course. And that's the one division race I'm going to be very interested in next year because I'm not as excited about this upcoming baseball season as previous years, in, outside of the Yankees, I mean. But um, I will say um, that is one particular race I will be keeping a very close eye on. It feels, I love the Padres. Yeah, me too. They don't like They're each other such either. such a likable team. They don't like they each don't? other, the Dodgers and no. the Padres. They've almost gotten in a few little tiffs. I'll say, yeah. but they, but they couldn't brawl because of COVID protocol. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't brawl, so, so they were just like they had like words for each other. I miss the brawls. I miss the brawls. I really do. Remember the A's and the Astros yeah. got the uh, they were, they had one of the coaches getting a fight with yep. with one of the players. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that was that was awesome. I just I love I love confrontation. I don't know why. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just one of those people that just like let let's do it. Let's do it. Especially like a whenever the Yankees get in a brawl, I just I just go off. I I, I feel forever like remember the Tyler Austin fight. No, I will forever remember the David Robertson high high step in in Detroit. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my God! Yeah. There, Romine and Cabrera yeah. at home plate. Yeah, that was a good that one was, too. That was because yeah. they hate Gary. Remember, Gary Sanchez in twenty seventeen was like. The best player in the world in all. I mean, he, he was, I remember in that series he hit like he a four hundred eighty four four four. No, it was like four ninety five. Four ninety maybe. It was four ninety. And in that brawl, can't you? Don't you Michael see? Like, am I am, am I wrong for like? I think I can remember. It doesn't Gary like run up to like Romine and Cabrera and start like getting some like cheap shots. Gary, in? Gary, Gary yeah, threw sucker punches. He punched yeah. Cabrera when he was Clint, on the floor. Here, here's the thing. So cheap. Clint, Clint Frazier got fined because he was on the injured list at the time, and he had to pull Gary off. He had to pull Gary off because Gary kept sucker punching some people. So you see Clint <laughs> run off the du- run from the dugout and pull Gary off. He was dragging. Again, I'm I'm, I'm all yeah. for we got to we got to resign CC Sabathia for one oh game. Oh my god! What I am actually very I could not be more interested to see what happens with the Astros next year. I want to see right. if teams end up retaliating if they're able to now. 
I'm just curious. I feel like they might be past that now, which sucks because it, it's that's the one. Th- I'm not going to get into too much of the Astros stuff because we've talked about that to death over the last year. But um, I it really does suck that they. It feels like they never really got a true punishment, and that will forever. I, think, I feel confident that like the fans won't forget, and the second the that we can have a full house again, like they will get booed and like oh, yeah. mercilessly. Uh, when they come to but, New York, it's going to be. That could get ugly. Yeah, the players right. probably are going to have to move on because they just the MLB will probably come down hard on suspensions and they don't want to just. You're right. It's not worth you know, it. Years later. Here, here's here's what I want. So it looks likely that we're getting a shortened season, right? It looks yes. likely like at some point the schedule is going to be like condensed or something. They're gonna they're gonna do something. Yeah. Opening day, Yankee Stadium, Yankees Astros, Yankees fans haven't been to their beloved stadium in a long time. The fans, as we all know, get pretty drunk while they're there. They're drunker than usual this time, okay? It's going to be like a war zone, okay? They're going to need, like, the National Guard if they're playing the Astros. <laughs> That's just, it's just, like, the thought I have in my head. There's definitely just... no better way to, like, reintroduce fans to Yankee Stadium than, like, give them this, like, big target to boo. Like, yeah, yeah. That'll get them right back into it. Like, are no, there no. any other teams we don't? Well, Tampa, we don't like Tampa, uh, but like, they, we don't have like a, this burning hatred for Tampa. I don't that, know, man. I would say it's, it's, it's getting, getting there. It's, it's getting, getting there for the players. The but players, like, it's definitely getting there. Houston is just like nobody likes Houston. Like, they're like the league's kind of like enemy. Yeah, exactly. Tampa, it's crazy. I never really, I can't, I can't imagine a world, or at least I couldn't, where Tampa was going to be a team. I just wanted to destroy with a burning passion, but it's like we're getting close to that point. Honestly, it's crazy what what the the feud that has become between those two teams. But um, I'm interested to see what happens next year. And you know, I just wanted to end the show with um, what are your guys's expectations for next season? What do you think we're going to be seeing with the Yankees? If you had to make a prediction right now, we'll let um, Ryan go first. If I had to make a prediction right now, with the way the rotation looks. I do th- again. I, I feel confident that they will win the division and that they will have a great shot at winning the pennant. But I have never like. I'm basically my prediction is they're going to win the pennant, but they are not going to win the World Series. That they're finally right. going to break through, but just the Dodgers or Padres or even the Braves. I think hell, even the Mets could like really take them down just with the way their pitching is right now. If the Mets ever took us out. <laughs> That would that that would. I'm saying, don't ask for a subway series. Don't don't ask for it because I only want a subway series if we win. If we win, <laughs> if, right. we, if you're guaranteeing me a loss, uh, I don't want it. Just just well, let them play like Tampa or something. Let Tampa get their ass kicked again. Yeah. So. Just yeah. For for me, I guess I'll go next. I yeah yeah go ahead. I just like I do think we'll win the pennant because the American League is getting worse. Except it's with so the ex- weak now. It's so yeah. weak. With yeah. the exception of like Oakland and like Chicago. Chicago, but like Oakland might might have to make sell some pieces too. You never know because Oakland is like the West Coast Tampa Bay Rays. They, they don't scare ways. me at all personally. Oakland's yeah. not a team to worry about. I'm terrified of the Seattle Mariners. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> just just had to just had to throw my north my Northwest. They scare me for different bus. reasons. They scare <laughs> well in a few years they'll scare you because they got good prospects. Thanks thanks Brody. Uh, because he traded them Kalenic, but uh, I, I think we'll win the pennant. I think the American League is very weak, but like we have like fatal flaws. We have like you mentioned the Death Star with the with the hole 
in the <laughs> we got the we've got a hole okay and it's like it's it's right it's pretty obvious it's like i don't know it's just like yeah all it'll take is is one hot team also to knock us out earlier i could i could see another division series too. it takes the, if the bats go cold and our pitching is as bad as we think it's gonna be this could get ugly because like it got ugly a little in 2020 for for a good stretch where the bats well everyone got hurt the bats went cold and then our pitching which is basically the same as it is now it was not it was not fun it was Um, the tampa remember toronto that that game in toronto where adovino gave up like 10 runs that was that was not fun but yeah yeah. i think i think we'll win the pennant i don't know about the world series though because like the dodgers are great yeah, I'm going to probably go with that. I'm going to say they do win the pennant. I, I really do believe they definitely have a good shot at that still. But I always, again, like Brian was saying, I certainly would not be shocked if some random team just comes out of nowhere and knocks us out because whether it be offensive inconsistencies or the rotation crumbling as always. But um, I'm going to go with pennant, and I will say we will lose to the Padres. I have a feeling, I have a, I have a feeling the Padres are just going to, have a wild year, and any flaws that they have at the deadline, they will do whatever it takes to address them. And between that, the roster, the depth, and the energy that the team brings now, I think they are going to just go all the way. I, I really have a good feeling about that team, but we'll see. That's just my uh, gut prediction for the 2021 season. Andy, what are you? Yeah, all right. I get it. Go against <laughs> what you guys said. I'm just going to go with an ALCS loss. The thing is, I can't name the team, right? Because I'm sick okay. of assuming. You're just that guessing that a team will knock team. us off. Because That's it, fair. I've, That's just fair. Been, I've just been foolish for assuming that the Yankees are just the best team. And <laughs> someone, oh, because 2018, I was like, okay. I mean, the Eddie's, the, young, the, Eddie's the youngest one, but he's the most cynical out of all of us, I would say. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I used, to, I used to have, I think I predicted the Yankees to win the World Series every single year. Um, besides maybe like 2016 and 17. Now, yeah. expectations are just going to stay low. So I'm going to say they'll lose in the ALCS to some team that's just all of a sudden going to win 100 games. There's always something that comes out of nowhere. 2018, I thought we were the best. The Red Sox win 108 games. 2020, I was like, okay, the Astros are done, and the Rays come out of nowhere. So I don't know who it is, but someone will be there. That's, I that's, that's definitely that's reasonable. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Like I hate to be negative. But. It's just the way it seems like it's, it's been going. It's 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 like a chronic problem that just never goes away. No, it's always it's always just like one team that comes out of nowhere and just shows itself that it's like and and, and we'll either like we'll win game one, and then we'll lose and then we'll just like fall apart or we'll like we'll fall, we'll like have a bad start and then we'll like yeah. win a couple games. We won game up. one. We won game one against Houston in 2019. Oh my we god! When we won one. when we won game one in Houston, man, I was like, oh, it's We're over. Doing it. I was watching the game with an Astros fan. He was like, "My RC, we're done. We're we're done. Like, congrats, you're yeah. going to the World Series." I have the vivid memory of Cameron Maben catching the last ball on left field in that game. Uh, <laughs> Giancarlo I went love deep. Cameron Maben. <laughs> Remember, Giancarlo went deep and then pulled a calf. And then Judge hits that home run in Game Two against Verlander. Oh my God! Like that was oh, just man. like if we that had Garrett so Cole. Sad. If we had Garrett Cole, remember Garrett Cole was pitching Game Three. He was the difference maker. Or if that Didi ball went. Oh, we don't. I don't want to talk about it. How dare just, Garrett Cole uh, do that to us? When he, he fully knew he was going to be a Yankee in a couple months, and he couldn't just yeah. like have one bad out. He was still going to get as much money as he got. He yeah. just, like, <laughs> yep. Gave up a couple home runs. Like gave us that Game Three win. We would have been fine. 
Yeah, just f f you, Garrett. F you. Thanks, thanks okay. for helping. Thanks for not. Thanks for signing. At least. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks for... <laughs> I have one one last question. Yeah, yeah, go for it for all of you guys. It's uh, sure. since we're heading into 2021, who would you say is on the Yankees roster currently? Is the yeah. X factor to us go- winning a championship? Oh, Ooh. that's an easy one for me. I think I would have to say it's Luis Severino, honestly. I mean, to me, if that dude ends up even being like seventy percent of what he has been in the past, that is a pretty solid number two starter right there that could go right and slide into that spot. And at that point, your rotation suddenly looks much better. I mean, you'd have Cole as your one, Severino as your two in that scenario, and then you have even if, let's say, we didn't get another starter in some godforsaken world, if one of Jordan Montgomery and Davey Garcia stepped up and had a really good year, then suddenly you have a really solid top three. So maybe that's something that could work in their favor regardless. So that's my X, X factor for the season. Um, I'm going to go with I, – maybe – I think my X factor is a little bit um, obvious, but I think it's important. Uh, yeah. Garrett, Garrett Cole – um, to be to be completely honest, and like um, I'm just gonna I know it's probably not gonna have a full season, but I'm just gonna assume we are for the sake of this okay. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he needs to be absolutely like he needs to, even if the rotation is slightly improved, which I don't even know if that's gonna happen. He yeah. needs <laughs> to be like a Cy Young candidate. Like he needs 220 innings. He needs 20 wins. I, I know wins don't matter much now, but just like he needs like an ERA in the twos, 300 yeah. strikeouts. Like he needs to have the best year of his career, if not one of the best, like, because anything less than that, if he gets injured, if he regresses any bit, like there's, there's no hope for the Yankees, like yeah. across a full season. And then into the postseason. you need him to be exactly what you signed him to be. And he probably will because he's still in his prime and it's a second year of his contract. Of but like we saw how quickly I, I know it's, it's, it's not a comparison that can really be made, but we just saw how quickly CC went from ACE to like, serviceable starter i'm not saying that's happening next year at all yeah yeah, yeah. but garrett cole needs to like have just needs yeah, to you be can perfect. only be this good for so long before yeah well well look at look at verlander and scherzer though so i of mean course, ho- i would ho- say ho- that we're heading in a direction where in this modern age it's easier for players to continue their success into later ages but of course there's a lot of different variables that come into play playing like hgh back yeah. baby no i mean with I'm cc kidding. of course you had you know of course he had drinking issues and that was part sure of exactly but there's a lot of different factors that play into every player's regression so if cole takes care of himself i think he'll be fine and of course he's so into the analytics that he's going to continuously try he's to improve a dad now yeah, he's a dad. Got that dad strength. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that adds an extra tick to your velocity. Exactly. Everyone knows that. That's just that's just facts. You oh, know? Yeah. Boy, to dad too now, or he's gonna be. Well, yeah, he's about to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll go next, and Eddie goes last because I, that's just the way it works around here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He wow. goes it goes oldest to youngest these days. Okay. 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 I I guess uh, I think I have to go with like Giancarlo. To be okay. honest, like I okay. just have no, like because like there, this is like a guy that won an MVP, like, and we just kind of forget, like, like when he's go when he's all out of the lineup, and you've got like Mike Ford filling in at DH, it's not you're losing something there, <laughs> you're losing a little yeah. bit. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that if he's healthy, he's gonna have like an OPS over nine with like 40 home runs every year. It's every yeah. year with him, every year that he's been healthy. 
his OPS is at least 850 at his worst. At his best, it's like 1,000, okay? I'm sure sure you could go with Judge as well, and I won't argue because he actually, like, can play defense without, like, brick. Well, that's actually arguable now. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, he could definitely play defense without, like, puncturing a lung and then, like, fracturing a rib and finding out six months later, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I think he hurt his shoulder, too, banging into I don't want to. I don't want to. He's like, at the end of Aaron Judge's career, if you remember, there was, like, this picture of Mickey Mantle. Yeah, and it shows all the injuries. It shows all the injuries. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are going to have kind of similar pictures to that at the end. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I I got depressed. Just, like, I just, like, my my mood kind of just, like, dipped thinking about that. But, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Giancarlo just because, like, I expect Aaron Judge to do his thing. But, like, Giancarlo stands like, a complete wild card right now because he's missed, like, two years, you know? Like, mm-hmm. two full years where he's just, like, not played baseball. Yeah, and it, I'm just depressed. Be good, Giancarlo. Please be good. Yeah. And, and stay healthy. Right. Stay, is, stay healthy and be good. Go slightly for it. similar to Tom's, by the way. Um it's not. This is not necessarily a player, but we talked about the offensive inconsistencies in the playoffs. We uh-huh. need our big guys, not even just our big guys, but most of the guys in the lineup, to be healthy before the playoffs. Because what's so going to happen? So health is your X factor. Right. Because what's oh, happening is you, you going cheated. outside the box. Especially during the playoffs, right? Even with this year, Judge came back and he just wasn't as you know sharp in the playoffs as he was. He was on that yeah, run right. against the Red Sox. That's when I thought we were going all the way for sure when he hit that home what was it the two home run game against the Red Sox like the 10th game of the season oh those first 15 games of 2020 were like the best Yankee games ever and yeah, it was like we might not lose a game it was like no way we're getting stopped here yes. we're going 48 yeah. and 12 he had the like, highest of highs and the lowest of lows in 2020 yeah. as a team. Paxton really get his velocity back Tanaka yeah no because remember Giancarlo hit Tanaka in the in the head so oh my God. I think yeah, I think I think Tanaka was out, like, the first two weeks or something. But, like, Tanaka's coming back. Paxton will get his velocity back. Montgomery will settle in. We're going to be awesome. And then, like, Tommy Canley's elbow injury really put a damper on things. And then, like, because, like, that killed the bullpen depth. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Which is crazy. It went from, like, we have a dominant bullpen to, like, after after green, we're, like, we don't know because Adovino was struggling. And it's just like, Adovino is kind of an X factor too, if you think about it. Just because, like, it's like Chapman, Britt, and Green, right? And then, like, who's four? Who's four? We're paying a four $9 million, and he really was not good last year. So, mm. get, be better, Adovino. Worst body language I've ever seen, by the way. <laughs> you he's always like, talk about the freaking body Tom is a big just body like, language. He just, looks, he just looks like a depressed emo boy. <laughs> it's just like he like he's like a he's like a he's like a 28 year old stuck in like well he's like 35 actually stuck in like yeah, 2012 he look he's like he's like he shops at like hot topic and i don't want to be judgmental <laughs> but like well oh i don't don't even get me started on his body language he just all looks right, depressed right. the wise good too the wise good with the body language <laughs> he's like looks like a like a lost puppy poor guy it just yeah I, i'm done i'm done talking <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone get their thoughts in on their X factors? Are we all covered there? Yes, I think all so. 
I think we are good. So you know what, um, Brian, thank you for coming on again. This is really awesome to talk to you, man. We love having fans on, and you are one of the best out there. And honestly, you are one of the people that got me into doing this kind of thing when I saw saw your YouTube channel as a kid, man. You were I loved watching your videos. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It was it was it was a lot of fun talking to you guys. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to try to make some more videos coming up soon. I like to just kind of pop in every now and then. And yeah, yeah. Send one as out, a, but, uh, yeah. A, as a child, Toby Maguire was my hero. Okay. <laughs> but, but as a child Yankee fan, Brian Danoff was my hero. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to make oh, me cry in the pod. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> in 2021, Brian, Toby Maguire will come back. Yeah, this is actually my my announcement. I am reprising my role in Spider-Man Three. Um, yeah, very excited about it. I just wanted I just wanted to bring that up because I know you like the Raimi trilogy. Cause oh, I yeah, think yeah. we I think we've talked about this before on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and they're put, and they're putting Daredevil in it. Yeah, let's go. I need to watch that Daredevil series. I know everyone talks oh, about my, it. Oh my, so good, man. It's so good. It's uh, so good. Yeah. If you like dark, dark, dark stuff, just uh, well, it's it's dark, it's gritty, but. It, it's got a good heart to it too. I I, I would say, but okay, yeah. for sure. There are right. laughs in there too. <laughs> this has been awesome. I'm looking forward to having you on again soon because I'm sure we will, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Sure. All right, all everybody. Right. This has been the Yankee Center podcast. Until next time, see you all later. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Thank you. See you.